Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Positive Discipline, the classic guide to helping children develop self-discipline, responsibility, cooperation, and problem-solving skills by Jane Nelson EDD. As parents, we've all at some point been frustrated by the bafflement caused by the actions or attitude of our children. Most mornings begin with the same battle of trying to get them out of bed and telling them to get ready for school or whatever it is we have planned for the day, all in our attempt to get them out of the house on time. Even when they return from school, we are bombarded with constant arguments about homework, housework, and which toys to play with or even when to stop. When a child misbehaves, Parents often threaten, yell, or in a fit of rage, beat and abuse their children. These methods are evidently not enjoyed by parents and certainly hated by the children, the more they are used, the less effective they become as a means of correcting the bad behavior of the children. When we hear ourselves yelling at our children, for the hundredth time, do your homework before you watch TV, and realize that such method of correction is not working, we may feel helpless and discouraged thinking that we can't find a better way to get them to listen. As a mother of seven, Jane Nelson was once just like these types of parents who felt helpless, frustrated by parenting challenges and unable to experience the joys of motherhood. But then, she stumbled upon the methods of Alfred Adler, a psychologist from whom she learned practical tips on how to stop children from misbehaving and how to teach them self-discipline, responsibility, cooperation, and problem-solving, methods she found to be really effective and reliable. She wanted to share these ideas, and that lead to the publication of this book Positive Discipline, the classic guide to helping children develop self-discipline, responsibility, cooperation, and problem-solving skills. It teaches parents how to use a strategy that includes no yelling, screaming, hitting, or scolding to nurture a good child. To adequately explain the content of this book, we cover it in three parts. Part 1. What is positive discipline? Part 2. Using positive discipline to eliminate a child's bad behavior. Part 3. Using positive discipline to achieve cooperation between parents and children. Before we explain the concept of positive discipline in detail, let us first look at an example that many parents may have experienced. Imagine a mother getting up in the morning and asking her child, Sweetheart, what do you want for breakfast? and the child replies, I want cereal. The mother then prepares the cereal and places it in front of the child, but then the child changes their mind and says, cereal isn't good, I don't want to eat it. I want to eat a sandwich. In this scenario, the mother who tends to pamper her child complies and says, okay, I'll make one for you. Now, if there is no bread in the house, such mother would rush to the store to buy some. While she is busily trying to meet her child's demands, she spoils the child so badly that they end up turning into little bullies. Now imagine another mother in the same scenario, but one who is strict and likes to control and punish her children. The first thing such a mother would do is try to convince her child by saying, cereal is so nutritious, it will make you taller. When the child is unimpressed, the mother may add raisins or honey or any other toppings to make the cereal look more appetizing. If the child still refuses to eat the cereal, the mother begins to lecture, just think of those starving children in Africa who can't afford to eat bread, 
let alone have cereal. At this point, if the child is still not convinced, the mother becomes completely infuriated and yells, fine, if you won't eat it, then starve. Unfortunately, the breakfast ends on a sour note. Two hours go by, and the child made hungry from playing runs home to say he is starving, and the mother more concerned with being right than helpful begins her ridiculous lecture again, I told you so, if you don't eat breakfast, you'll get hungry quickly. Both mentioned mothers most likely think their methods are the best parenting practices, but what would parents who use positive discipline do? When confronted with a child who won't eat their cereal, a mother who uses positive discipline would say, okay, but it's too late to make anything else now. You go out and play, and I'll see you at lunchtime. Speaking to the child in this manner, she does not eagerly comply with the kid's demands nor does she try to persuade, lecture, or hit the child. Instead, she lets the child experience the consequences of their choices. This is what Nelson the author of this book calls positive discipline, the middle way of neither punishing nor pampering a child, a kind yet firm type of discipline. So what does it mean to be both kind and firm? Let's start with discussing the former, which is kindness. Kindness means respect, both for your children and for yourself. How then can we respect our children? When your child is throwing a tantrum, you respect them by expressing your understanding of how they feel. To show this understanding, during their episodes, you can say something like, I can see that you are angry and sad. By using such statements to express our comfort and love to the child, we show our understanding of their state of mind, and this helps to calm them down. After their anger has subsided, we can then invite them to find a solution to whatever the problem was with us. This is how you show respect to your child. Since we have an understanding of how we can show respect to our children, how then can we respect ourselves? Showing kindness to our children does not mean that they should be allowed to treat us with disrespect, and punishment or excess strictness is not the only way to prevent this from happening. One gentle way to deal with a child who is constantly crying, throwing tantrums, or even talking back to you is to say go into another room. You might wonder if that is simply allowing the child to get away with it, but that's not really the case. While it is generally known that you can't force your child to treat you with respect, you however can treat yourself with respect. When you walk away from the situation, you are doing so in respect of yourself. When you wait until you and your child are emotionally stable, then you can revisit the situation with your child. When you are both calm, say something like, Honey, I understand why you're angry, but I can't accept what you just did. In the future, when you don't treat me with respect, I'll walk away for a while. Let me know when you feel you can respect me, and I'll be happy to work with you to find a solution that ensures respect is maintained between us. That covers the kindness aspect of positive discipline. So, what about the firmness aspect of positive discipline? Most parents would think that firmness in this context means punishment, lecturing, or some other form of control, but that isn't true. Firmness here means being responsible for your actions. When firmness and kindness are combined, the result is respect for the child, for yourself, and for the situation. For example, most parents are used to setting the rules and limitations for their children and then taking responsibility for enforcing them. Ideally, we set up rules and restrictions to ensure our children's safety and give them a better chance of adapting to society's norms and values. However, when adults use punishments, lectures, 
and control tactics to demand that a child complies with certain norms that can often make the child become more rebellious. Hence, we need to do things differently, we need to respect our children, and we need to start involving them in setting up and enforcing their restrictions. For example, you can brainstorm with your child and include them in discussions regarding rules on watching TV, playing outside, or doing homework among other things. When a child crosses a boundary, do not punish or lecture them, but address the situation respectfully. It is advisable to avoid simply telling the child what happened and what to do about it. It serves the child better if instead you ask them curiosity questions like what happened? And why do you think it happened? What can be done to solve this problem? What did you learn from it? And how can we avoid the same problem next time? Therefore, the positive discipline method basically consists of one word, respect. It differs from other methods of discipline. While most methods of discipline center on punishment and reward, positive discipline is based on respect and harmony, focusing on the development of various life skills that are built on the foundation of a child's self-control. Positive discipline is an effective way to improve a child's behavior as it is based on Adlerian psychology, a parenting concept that utilizes the insightful understanding of a child's behavior. Adlerian psychology emphasizes that children are social beings, and their behavior and actions are goal-oriented. A child's primary goal is to belong, to feel significant. But children often do not have a clear idea of what they want to achieve, and the methods they use to reach their goals often run counter to their objectives. For example, when a child gets a younger sibling, because of the amount of time parents dedicate to the infant, an elder child may think or feel that their parents love the infant more than they love them. In almost every situation, the first child wants to regain their special position in their parents' hearts, but they don't know how to express their deep insecurities, so they cry, deliberately make trouble, rebel, or act disobediently in order to attract their parents' attention. Therefore, in many cases, a child who misbehaves is often a discouraged child. They don't feel they belong or have any significance, and them being children, they don't know how to express these insecurities in an appropriate and effective way. Understanding this helps parents become more effective in helping their children when they throw tantrums, it helps parents to break the code of their child's misbehavior. As a result, as parents, it's important to ask ourselves, what is it that my child is really trying to communicate to me through his or her tantrums? Adlerian psychology also attaches great importance to cultivating a child's sense of social responsibility. Often out of love, some parents do everything for their children to make things easier for them. However, by depriving them of the opportunity to develop a belief in their own abilities through personal experiences, they would start to feel they need and deserve to be coddled. If a child is not self-reliant, how could they be of use to help others? This is not good for fostering a child's social responsibility. Positive discipline on the other hand is based on giving full respect and equality to children. It doesn't encourage the parent to do everything for the child. Instead, it helps guide the child to rely on his or her own ability to solve problems. That's why positive discipline works, although in reality, parents often do the opposite. As highlighted in one of the examples we mentioned earlier, the most frequently used parenting methods are either punishment or pampering. On the one hand, the parents who like to punish their children are afraid of losing control over them, 
so they choose this brutal and straightforward method of parenting. On the other hand, parents who like to pamper their children feel that their kids are their pride and joy, even if their children have unreasonable demands, they try their best to meet them. However, we know that neither approach to parenting works for the long term. A child who is often punished would initially seem to be effectively deterred in their bad behavior, but over time, the child becomes either extremely rebellious due to adapting to the punishment or controllably submissive due to fear. Permissiveness doesn't respect adults or children, it can lead to unhealthy interdependence, lost opportunities to develop frustration resistance in the long run, and a lack of responsibility or problem-solving skills. According to this book, there are four criteria for effective parenting. The first is giving children the respect and encouragement they deserve. The second, giving them a sense of belonging and worth. The third, giving them valuable life skills and good character. And then finally, having long-lasting results. It is clear that neither permissiveness nor punishment can meet these four criteria, only positive discipline can do that. Well, that concludes the first part of our bookie, explaining what positive discipline is. We explained that positive discipline is a kind yet firm method of disciplining a child that is neither punishing nor permissive, and that its fundamental principle is respect. We also explained how positive discipline is a scientific parenting method that was developed on the basis of Adlerian psychology and is best for long-term effect. While the most common parenting styles based on pampering or punishment seem to be effective in the short term, they often result in drawbacks in the long term, and that's why we should try to avoid them. Now, we will be discussing the second part of this bookie which answers the question, how can we use positive discipline to eliminate bad behavior? Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.